Cuz, how are you? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain too much. I hear that. I hear that. So, what's been going on, man? Let's talk about these playoffs. We haven't really talked too much about them. No. Nah. Um, last time, the playoffs really had just started. Um, so, there's a lot of things that's been going on. A lot of unexpected things have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the biggest shock has been what happened with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Right. Um, well, well, let's why don't we start it off with did you think that LeBron James deserved the MVP? That's hard because you can't win the MVP and not lead your team in scoring and rebounding that type of stuff. Like he's not even the leading scorer on his own team. So I don't I don't I don't think he would have deserved the MVP, but I don't think Giannis deserved it either for the way that they finished off in the playoffs. Well, to be honest, the way that I have been looking at the playoffs, there are two other people that I would have had in mind to be MVP. And this is not based off of the statue because a lot of people do look at, you know, just pure stats, but I think MVP needs to go for what it what it basically stands for, the most valuable player. And right. I would consider Jimmy Butler or Nikolai Jokic to I, be one of the MVPs, in my personal opinion. I agree with Jimmy Butler for sure. Um, he is definitely the most valuable player on that Miami Heat team. He's been carrying them. He does not, like you said, like if you don't you take away the stats, his case is stronger because he doesn't lead them in scoring every night. But he he influences them winning every single night without having to score. Absolutely. I think more important from what I've seen because you know I'm a big Celtics fan and I feel like 
you know, watching the game, especially last night, the big defensive plays, he is a first-team defensive player. But just the little things that turned the game around to where we were basically we were basically beaten, you know, at all at all parts of the court, defense and offense. The way they moved the ball around, one little simple defensive play turns into a good offense. Right. And, I mean, he's been doing it all year for them. He has, most definitely. I think he was basically – he was slept on. I think the whole Heat team was slept on. You know? Well, last night after they beat your Celtics yet again, I went on <laughs> – I went on to uh, YouTube and I just wanted to see what all like the sportscasters and stuff were saying about him going to the Heat. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was saying like how bad of an idea it was. He'll never be as loved as Dwayne Wade. Um, the Heat wouldn't get out the first round of the playoffs. But and then he just ends up proving all of them wrong. Right. You know, and I don't think anybody saw that Miami, this Miami Heat team coming on this strong. Like, I knew they were going to be a tough out. I knew they would probably get by Milwaukee because I just didn't believe in Milwaukee. But um, I did not see them being on the cusp of the NBA Finals. I, I, can, I can't say I saw that coming at all. I actually most definitely agree with everything you said. I think that. Everybody knew what type of player Jimmy Butler could be or was, but him going to a team to where it seemed like he was basically the only superstar on the team, which kind of sort of, in a sense, he still is, but the chemistry that they have with each other, and I think someone else that also impressed me was um, Jordan Dragic. Um, Mm. Dragic, my bad. But you know, the way that he played, he plays like it's within him to win. You know what I mean? When you see right. a person basically, you know, come up the court, they shoot the ball, they have you know, the way that he looks when he shoots, it's like it's, I'm ready for the moment. I'm ready to score. I'm ready to win the game. And when I look at the Celtics team, not only do they look very young and experienced, but when I see them swinging the ball to each other, nobody really wants to take that second shot, you know? Only when they absolutely have to, when it's basically okay, if we don't make this, we're definitely going to lose the game. Right. So, um, not only that, but the pick and roll definitely killed us. And it's really been killing us. We really need a big man floor. I think what's going on with your Celtics is y'all have too many good players and you just don't know who needs to take over games at times. Well, I haven't really I at first I was kinda sorta impressed with Kimba Walker and now it's not that I, I'm not impressed with him. It's that I think people don't really seem to realize that okay, yeah, Kimba Walker's Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker's been Kimba Walker since Yukon. So he always he really has that scoring mentality within him. But 
when you sit here and you've been on a team, especially the the Charlotte Hornets, and you've been on that team for so long to where you haven't really made it to the playoffs ever, he really doesn't even have any playoff experience. So we're looking at a veteran player that basically has no experience within going into a playoff circumstance where I have to have the ball in my hands to score. And I really, it, it kind of really mm-hmm. sucks, you know, in my opinion. I think people, you know, people say a lot about him, you know, why is he doing this and why is he, but you got to understand, he really doesn't know too much of what to do in these times. Well, my thing is, I just think your Celtics, y'all have a lot of pieces, but y'all have, but Brad Stevens didn't make up in his mind who's going to be that guy to go get you a bucket in certain points of the game. Um, I thought mm-hmm. game one was winnable for you all. I thought Jason Tatum settled for a terrible shot mm-hmm. to send the game to a second overtime. Like, I, or was it regulation? Did he have a chance to win at regulation or Wait, was it another last overtime? game or? The first game, the first game. Yeah, I think they had a Where he took the long three then... at the buzzer. I, I honestly don't know what happened the first game. If I'm not mistaken, we went to two overtimes, right? That was just one overtime? One overtime. Yeah. Because he took a – like, he took a crazy – okay, that's what it was. It was the end of regulation, tied game, and he took a crazy long-range three. They did that To win the game night. instead that's of driving to the back. That's thing I can honestly say I agree with. You know, because I felt like I think we were down. Yeah, we were down three points. Oh, well, yeah, we were down three points. And they had really, I think this is when uh, Dragic had made that three-pointer. So, Dalen Brown comes up and he scores like two mm-hmm. threes in a row. I think that's how it went. So, instead of them going for a two-point shot foul, you know, maybe – Somebody might miss a free throw, but we still could have had a chance to maybe tie the game. But you're going to settle for a three instead of getting the easy two foul free throw. We could potentially tie this game and go into overtime. But you wanted to settle for he was open. He was open, but I still felt like that really wasn't a good shot for us to take. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and I, and I've told you on this podcast before, like your your Celtics team is really good. You're really talented. I just question y'all on offense. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Tatum is really the person that I feel like should have the ball in his hands, but he really doesn't have to always be that guy. Jalen Brown is a really decent player, and he has so much potential. People don't even realize. He's gonna be way bigger than than what he is now. I think. And see, that's my issue with your team too, because you know, if for me, like we know how we just talk about Miami, about Miami Heat and how Goran Dragic is playing and how all those different guys are playing well and all that good stuff. But like, when don't get it twisted. When it comes down to the end of the game, Jimmy Butler's gonna have the ball. And for your Celtics, I don't think anybody not has to that stop Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? 
Jimmy's lethal, and he's kind of always been that way since he got here in the NBA. Since Jimmy came to the NBA, especially when he was with the Bulls, he was like that. But now he has more experience. So now he's on a team to where he can basically take over the team and make this simple defensive play, which he that's what he was always known for, defense. But now he's just like relentless. Yeah, but see, you see what I'm saying? Like how he's the man. Like your Celtics need to find somebody to and pick them the to man. be the man. If Celtics because not gonna be the man. I agree. I I agree, but some the way that y'all be playing sometimes, it looks like nobody knows who the man is because everybody is taking the wrong shots. <laughs> nobody, you know, when people really look at watching basketball and. You don't really think about, are you that player that's on the court? You know, you really don't want to be selfish. You really don't want to take the wrong shot. You know what I mean? But somebody has to take the shot. And I think, I think basically that a lot of the players don't want to be the person to take the shot at this, basically. What my issue with your team is, it feels like to me, between Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, um, Jason Tatum, and Kimball Walker, all four of those guys feel like they're the guy. It's like Brad Stevens has said, hey, in this situation, the I ball needs to go to this I just want us to put the person. ball in the hoop. I really don't care who the guy is, to be honest. But see, without without having that defined role, it makes it difficult because everybody's going to take exactly what they're doing right now. Whatever shots available, you know. To be honest, I don't, I don't know. Yep. In my mind, he should be. In my mind, Tatum should be that guy. But then, but like the way Kimba started off the game in the first half, I was like, oh, Kimba's going to have a night. You know, because the first half I he think was something he was else balling. That really bothered me was the fact that how loosely sometimes they pass the ball, like they swing the ball, or they would be taking the ball mm-hmm. out, and it's just like you know, it's like they're not paying any attention. It's like they got they basically were outplayed, outworked. They wasn't really they were acting like you know, oh this is just another game, or oh I'm gonna just pass it. Nobody, they were just working way hard. Yeah, and I mean, when you turn the ball over a lot, especially against a Miami Heat team that, you know, gets gains energy and confidence off of your turnovers and off your mistakes, it's hard to beat So, we do have the Nuggets and the Lakers playing tonight. You know, everybody's going with the Lakers. What do you think? What's your opinion? I think the Lakers is going to win this in five games. Um, LeBron's going to be well rested. He done seen all everything going on in the media pertaining to the Nuggets. Um, I just think that he's ready. He's going to be ready to go to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> the Nuggets had a good run. I, I just think, think it's over for them. It's going to be hard to to basically beat them because. 
you can win a game, I honestly believe that they'll win at least one or two games. But we've said a lot about the playoffs and a lot of things have happened that were kind of unexpected, especially dealing with the Clippers. We wasn't really thinking that the Nuggets was even going to beat the Clippers. So, um, what are your thoughts about that? The Clippers tried to cheat their way. I ain't going to say cheat their way. But they tried to take the easy road to get to a championship. Doing all the load management. Uh, I'm not going to practice more than 20 times in a season. Like, all that type of crap that they were doing, I think all of that came back to bite them in the butt when it was time to go out and push, punch their ticket to the NBA, to the um, Western mm-hmm. Conference Finals. I don't. I feel that Kawhi Leonard had an opportunity to really solidify to really solidify himself as one of the top players in the world, and he butchered that opportunity, um, really because of his low basketball IQ, and then the fact that a lot of the guys on that squad were were not in shape. They did not want to be in the bubble to begin with. And they just did not have team chemistry. I think for me, what I've seen, number one, I really don't know what the whole purpose of playoff P, as he calls himself. I really don't know what the point of Paul George even being on the team was. If you were going to come over there and do that, you should have just stayed with the Pacers. Seems like you worked a little bit harder when you were playing with them. As far as Kawhi goes, you know, I think what really bothers me is every time we're talking about basketball, somebody's always saying, don't put him. But LeBron is LeBron. LeBron has always been the king. He will be king until somebody takes the throne from him. But basically, that'll probably be when he retires. I honestly, like I said, I always say, I have nothing against LeBron James at all. He's a great player. He's LeBron. But it's to be expected. I expect him to be who he is. But I never compare any player to anyone. They're not to be compared to. So, you know, saying that why should be like LeBron or he isn't like a LeBron James, well, I never said that he was. I never said he didn't like LeBron James. I think for me, how I feel about him being on that team was – he was more disciplined with the Spurs, first off. Pop would have never went for something like that. Let's be honest. Just practice one game. That would have never That's Then that's never the problem. If you would only practice 20, 20, you know what I mean? 20 times, 20 games, whatever. But um, I think the whole organization really is the one to blame in my personal Thing. I don't think it's just on Kawhi. No, it's not just on Kawhi because the the organization are the people that allow Kawhi right. to get away with the mess that he got away with this year. And it's just like, dog, you're not winning championships like it, that. That's just not how it's going to happen. Like, you're not going to just play. Think about this, Jazz. The whole Clippers team played together 37 times this whole season. 
like with everybody, everybody healthy, everybody not low management, everybody in uniform was together 37 times in the regular season. That's true. You're not winning championships You're not going like to win that, a championship dog. without work ethic. Point blank in the discussion. And the fact that the Clippers organization right. and Doc Rivers should be ashamed of himself as well, I really don't know. He, he might be fired. Hey, what's going on, cuz? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing all right. I can't complain at all. True. Uh, well, I know last time we talked, we were discussing the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. There was a game that just happened last night, the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Um, of course, the Lakers won. Um, it was actually a pretty high-scoring game. I was actually surprised. Um, Anthony Davis had a double-double. Um, Rondo broke a record and passed Jordan for all uh, assists. So, uh, how do you feel about how the game went? Um, I mean, it was just – I knew the Lakers were going to come out with a lot of energy um, for that game. And they just seem they send they seem like they just overwhelmed Denver a lot. Um I felt that Jokic and Murray getting in foul trouble early also hurt the Nuggets. But it was just it was exactly what I expected from the Lakers. I expected them to come out and really make a statement in game one. Uh, I actually agree. I feel like they really came out really explosive. Um, it's really kind of hard to not expect that from them, considering all the weapons that they do have. Um, Anthony Davis really played a good game. Um, yeah, he did, and I think that a lot of the guys, Dwight Howard, played well last night. You know, like the big guys played well, and they defended Jokic very well. And that was what was most important to make sure that the big guys were able to defend. And Anthony Davis was able to score because I always told everybody when it actually got down to the Nuggets and the Lakers playing, Anthony Davis is gonna have to score. Mm-hmm. If he if he gets shut down, then there could be an issue because the White is not really meant for strictly scoring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, right now the series is one zero Lakers up. How do you feel about the game tomorrow, the Celtics? Versus the Heat, do you have the Heat over the Celtics? I think the Celtics will get Game Three. I mean, because if they don't, it's it's over. So yes. I, they have to get Game Three. I feel like I don't know what really happened in the locker room after the last game, but I do know there were a lot of issues, um, a lot of arguments going on. I guess of how the game actually ended which I can completely understand because I actually felt some type of way of them blowing a 14-point lead in the third quarter. But that's just how Miami plays. I mean, Miami's one of those teams, they, they never go away. They're always going to keep their foot on your neck the whole the whole game. And so I just felt that, like, the issues that I've been telling you since we started on this podcast with the Celtics kept, came up again. They don't have a go-to score. Like, every, like, they have good players. Good players, right? 
But when it comes down to, okay, we're in trouble, we need a bucket, who do we go to? You don't have an answer. And then okay. and then there's stretches where y'all just don't score the ball. You just you do. don't score. Most, de- <laughs> most definitely. I feel like I think that Tatum will have to lead this team in order for us to win game three, in my personal opinion. But the way it seems to me, it seems like Brad Stevens is kind of really trying to push for Kimba to be that leader. Right. That's how it feels. It seems that way because, to be honest, he is the veteran of the team. When you look at everybody else on the team, we do have a very young team. And it's still a lot more maturity and a lot of more progression through each player. But when you look at the team and you look at Kimba Walker's on the team, Kimball Walker's been playing how many seasons? What is this, maybe his 11th season? Something like that. So, like I said, on, on you know, previously when we were discussing uh, the, the Celtics, Kimball Walker is a veteran player, but he has no playoff experience whatsoever. And so, at times like this, you would expect him to be this way, but he's so used to playing regular games and not going past that, he really has to get himself and his mind prepared to, hey, maybe I need to be the one to take this shot. Maybe I have to take the do that. But if you're not really used to being in that moment, is it really that easy or is it really that simple? I think that with him having the experience of just being a star player within the NBA – he should he should already be encouraged to take those shots, right? In my opinion, you know, that's just how I feel about him. I feel that he should already just know that he's the same dude that was when he was in college hitting game winning shots at the buzzer to get his team all the way to the uh, championship game and, and winning the NCAA championship his senior year. I mean, so he's not he it is not a lot of pressure on him to take those big shots. I just don't know. Like I just like I said, I just think that y'all got too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you might have a point there, most definitely. And then they're saying that Gordon Hayward might play tonight. I actually hope he does because we've really been missing him. He is also one of our weapons. And you know, at first I kind of felt like his playing style wasn't really meant to be on our team. With the people that we have now. I didn't feel like his playing style fit with the rest of the players. I didn't know where he fit in with the lineup, in my opinion. Um, you know, when I look at him at the when I look at him playing for the Jazz, he was just a pure scorer to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it seems like he you know how you you're a superstar of this team, going back to what I was saying about Kim, you're a superstar of the team, and then you get around all of these weapons. You have to find your your feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What part do I play with everybody else on the team? Uh, and that's kind of how I felt about Gordon Hayward. I think he has the potential to mess up your chemistry. Right. That's my <laughs> issue. Because, I mean, this group has been playing well together up until this point. And just throwing him back out there, I just don't know. I don't know how much time he's been practicing or what. But to throw him back out of there, 
game three of the Eastern Conference Finals down 2-0. Oof. It could it could be something great or it could be absolutely failure. I feel like for this game coming up, only because we're slightly desperate right now, yes, we can most definitely use him to score. Um so you're I, so you believe like y'all just need to try anything at this point. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> if you're down two if you're down two games and you're potentially two games from being swept. Most definitely, put him in the game, and whatever he can, whatever he can do to contribute to the team to score. Most definitely, defense too. You know what I mean. Um, but as far as I agree with you, you know, half and half because I feel like he can be most definitely used for game three. But at the same time, he can't kill the chemistry. So past that, we need to know what he's really going to be on the floor for. Mm-hmm. Or this could just mess up the whole series entirely. But right now, yes, we need him. Um, I wanted to talk about something that kind of, that kind of disturbed me. What do you think about Paul Millsap being on the Nuggets team? He's a veteran guy that he competes at the highest level. He's been an All Star. I mean, he's a really good he's a really good NBA player and. Uh, He's at the tail end of his career, and he's with a bunch of young dudes. And I really, I really want to see a little bit more out of Paul Millsap. I really am a fan of Paul Millsap since he was with the Hawks. You know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's a solid player, offense and defense wise. Um, he's really a clutch player. People don't really. I feel like people sleep on him a lot. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of. He, he scored maybe five points last. He had a couple rebounds, you know, but, you know, I want to see a little bit more out of him. I think they're going to need him, most definitely need him in this series. Well, I see it. Well, I think what happened with the Nuggets last night was the fact that they just got overwhelmed. And that's to be expected. But it's to be expected that you should expect to be overwhelmed. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I think people kind of sort of, you know, I like I said, I can never take anything away from LeBron James. He is the king. He is considered the best, the best player in the world right now. But when you look at a L.A. Lakers team and you look at their players, we're not just talking about any team, though. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you're just saying this. A lot of people have no. We're talking about a team, a team that has Anthony Davis, LeBron James, JaVale McGee, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, one of the Morris twins, J.R. Smith. Don't they have Jared Dudley, too? This team is super stacked. It kind of reminds me of an all-star, an uh, old-school all-star Laker team. In my opinion. It's and just that. Out of that, we probably have how many? Because JaVel McGee did win a championship, if I'm not mistaken, with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Rondo won a championship with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Danny Green won a championship with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. So and the, and the Raptors, exactly, exactly. J.R. Smith, 
did he not win one with the Cavs? Wasn't he there when LeBron won the uh, championship with the Cavs? Yes, he was. We're talking about four to five players that have already won a ring. And that's built around King James. Like I said, it's to be expected to be expected that you expect them to to basically beat the crap out of you. I mean, I don't know. I kind of look at my, my Celtics team and I see a young team that still has a lot of potential to be more. But the fact that we've actually gotten as far as we have, I'm impressed. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm impressed. No, I expected yourself to be in the mix for sure. I didn't expect Philly to get bounced the way they did, but I expected yourself to be in the mix for sure. Um, It's just like I think that you're seeing a glimpse at the present of the NBA versus the future of the NBA. The Nuggets, the Heat, and the Celtics, they're going to be part of the future of the NBA. The Celtics, I mean, but the Lakers, they're just the current. And, I mean, how long that goes, we'll see. But right now, it's just this is just the Lakers' championship to lose, really. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the fact that the Clippers got knocked off, that was just more fuel to the fire for the Lakers to basically just go ahead and take this in. You know what I mean? Just go ahead and grab this championship with these. It's no problem. Yeah, I agree. Now, let's just say hypothetically we do get beat by the Heat. They'll definitely have something on their hands to deal with. This won't be, I don't feel like that would be an easy series for the Lakers compared to the Nuggets. Well, here's what I'll say. If the Miami Heat might be the most competitive with the Lakers, but I still think the Lakers will probably win that series in five games. Mm-hmm. Five? I'd five. say six. No, it, it'll be five. I mean, because you got to remember, the Heat are really, really young. And you just named off. You just talked. You just counted off all the rings that are on the on that Lakers team. That's a lot right. of experience to be going up against to be so young. Does anybody know that Anthony scored almost forty points? <laughs> yeah, it was thirty. Yeah, thirty-seven. Yep. Thirty-seven in like ten. Mm-hmm. That's a couple of assists. I mean. Like I said, if somebody could shut Anthony Davis down, there'd be no problems. You still have LeBron to worry about, but when there's a healthy, when Anthony Davis is healthy and he's basically outscoring the whole team himself and putting the team on his back, and he already has superstars behind him, man, that's a hard team to beat. Um, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the Trailblazers because how do you feel about how their season, their playoffs basically ended? It was expected. Okay. I wasn't, I'm not one of the people that was sitting here thinking that, like, you know, that the Lakers were in danger of anything. Like, they, there was a strong first, first game by the Trailblazers, but after that, I mean, 
the Lakers were going to handle business. Right. I mean, that's that's why I just said, that's why I said, like, yeah, it's all Brian and Danny, you know. We all love Jimmy Butler. We all love that Miami Heat team and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, without the Warriors around, without KD and Kyrie around, this is, and without, and with Kawhi and the Clippers just falling off the face of the earth, this is just the Lakers championship to lose. I just, I feel like, I feel like the Lakers probably won't be able to be stopped. I, I agree that this is probably their championship. This, this is their year. <laughs> um, I mean, really. I, can't be mad because Anthony Davis has been dying to win a championship for years. So I think this is a really big moment for him. I think that's why he's prone to playing as hard as hard as he does. Because he knows the majority of the guys have especially Dwight Howard too, you know. He's really at the end of his career. He's at the time of his career where it could potentially be coming to an end. He looks good out there. Don't get wrong. He looks good. But he is getting a little older, so. Um, yeah, he's not the Dwight from Orlando, that's for sure. Exactly. So I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like this is his time and this is his moment to get his ring. You know, J.R., Really, Danny will go for three. Mm-hmm. Rondo for two. Jr. for two. If I'm not mistaken, I, we also forgot our uh, our uh, Duke uh, Quinn Cook going for two. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, this this team is stacked, man. I'm. I wouldn't say it's stacked. I just think that they just have the experience on this roster to get the job done. I feel like I wouldn't say super stacked. I feel like they're stacked. When I say stacked, vet, being veterans goes within that. You know, you don't have to be the star of the team, but when you have people that know how to compete at a high level or a championship level already, that's a stacked team. They have the IQ or well, I can agree with that. They do have like that mentality to go along with it, but but I'll just say this is the Lakers' year to get it done because next year it gets tougher. And why would you say it gets tougher? Because Steph and Clay will be back. <laughs> plus, well, they're they gonna, plus, plus they're adding the lottery pick. Oh, they yeah. Got, they have a lottery pick. They would have one of the worst records in the NBA this year. I wonder who they're going to pick up. I think they're going to trade the pick away. For? That's a great question. <laughs> you know, it'd be crazy because I actually seen something um, on Twitter where it was saying that after the Bucks playoff loss, that Giannis basically had unfollowed the Bucks <laughs> and unfollowed everybody on the team. 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's looking now. If we get a, a Giannis to a Warriors team, that could be very ugly. I don't think he would do that. I think he would go. I don't think he would leave the East, to be honest. You think so? I don't. I think he will stay in the East, but also, I don't think his contract is up. So they yeah. would have to trade him. They, and if I'm would. them, I'm not trading him. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Not unless they could find somebody that's really good enough to trade for him. And that's kind of going to be hard to do. Yeah, I'm not. If I know that your best player doesn't want to play for you no more, I'm not going to trade you one of my best players just to get him. I will wait for his contract to end, and then I will try to sign him in free agency. I agree. You know, like, but, yeah, so you're going to have Steph and Clay back. Then on top of that, Kyrie and KD will be in Brooklyn. I mean, there's no guarantee that (laughs) this will ever happen again for the Lakers, whereas this, like, almost guaranteed for them. I can agree. I don't, I don't. It's crazy because I guess with all of the COVID and everything that went on with that, I guess people, a lot of people weren't really in the best shape that they thought they were in. You know, it's all fun and games, shooting around, you know, running little plays at practice, working out a little bit up until the point to where we're competing all over. And I think that kind of... It really didn't get in the way that much because their bodies are still supposed to be within shape of being an athlete, you know. But just going out there and being able to compete all over again and really the fatigue thing because, you know, you're not really just playing any old game, no regular game. Mm-hmm. You, you got to play as hard as you possibly can. Right. Um, well, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the NBA. Um, I feel like the LA Sparks aren't really becoming what I thought they were gonna be. Season. Well, yeah, and they're already eliminated from the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, so the Lynx are still in it. Um, this is going the, to be the Las Vegas Aces year. And the Sun. They're playing now. So it's the Las Vegas Aces and the Suns. Yeah, they have no chance of beating the Aces. <laughs> but they knocked off the, the L.A. Sparks. Yeah, so. the Sparks want the Aces. <laughs> <laughs> the Sparks aren't. Sorry, love the L.A. Sparks. They're not the Aces. <laughs> the Sparks, they're missing. The Minnesota Lynx. So what? I said the Minnesota, the Lynx are still. Yeah, they don't have a chance of winning. It's okay. I mean, we gotta make this sound good, cause you know, give give the people a little bit of hope. It's going to be between the Storm and the Aces. So you saying you have the Aces then? I'm going with the Aces. Because they got the MVP on their team. 
Shout out Asia Wilson. You know, I really didn't think she was that good. I actually didn't really hear too much about her. And I started doing a little bit of research on her. And she's a pure scorer. Yeah. And we'll see, the best player for the Aces is Liz Cambage, who, which she decided not to play. So she's at home in Australia. And so it gave Asia a chance right. to kind of take, like, take over that team a little bit. But the Aces right. are really good. I agree. They are. Um, this is actually probably one of the first times I've actually looked at their team uh, up until the point to where I actually heard about Asia. And so, um, like I said, I did a little bit of research on their team. And she's pretty decent. She's a really good player. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, when she was she averaging maybe 20, 25 20. points. I say 25. No, it's, it's a good night. It's 20. it's 20, it's 20 points. I think nine or 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. Something like that. She, she's, she's pretty decent. So, cuz, is there anything you want to talk about before we, uh, before we end this? Yes. I just wanted to make sure that it's known that the NBA did right by everyone was doing the bubble. They did, a, they did a great job with it. Um, we had a few players that wanted to break the rules a little bit, but other than that, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> right. I, I actually can most definitely agree. I thought that, you know, kind of sort of looking especially watching from home I think everybody kind of thought well this is not really going to go right a lot of people might get sick you know anything can really happen but they actually handled it pretty well without the fans I think a lot of that kind of plays a little bit of a factor in it because you know what's a game without fans but um, they they really did an outstanding job with handling everything, with all that's going on with the pandemic and everything. So I agree. Yeah, I I feel that it's just, I think that it's gone well. Um, I'm ready for this finals matchup. It's gonna be the Lakers in the Heat, in my opinion. But um. Well, you know, I still got faith in my team. So, I really want it to be like an old-school game, Celtic versus Lakers. You and know? the Lakers would but, smash you in five. <laughs> I'm not going to say that because I have faith in my team. <laughs> so, we <laughs> but You were just the one person yeah. talking about how stacked the Lakers were, though. But this is my team. I'm always going to have faith in my team. Until we get knocked off, I don't want to hear any slander about the Boston Celtics. Okay. You're down 2-0 already. And because tomorrow, we're most definitely going to look at the game and see if we can get us a win. See if we can tie this series. Yep. After tomorrow, hopefully. We'll see what happens. All right, cuz, I'm going to go ahead and holler. You heard it here first on Cousin Basketball. And I'll see I you see later. You.